Welcome to the Watershed Teaching Podcast. Watershed is the high school ministry of Perimeter Church in Johns Creek, Georgia. Perimeter Church is part of the Presbyterian Church in America. Watershed is a place where we hope high school students would connect, receive, and transform. We want to see students connect with God and others through healthy community, receive His truth through gospel-centered, grace-based teaching, and be transformed by the gospel to then go transform their world. Thank you for downloading this podcast. For more information, please visit us at www.perimeter.org slash watershed. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Um, Last week we had Easter, uh, and so this week we're kicking off a new little two-part series called um, What's Next? Uh, What is the the response to um, Jesus' resurrection and ascension? Um, And before I get into the scripture, I want to tell you uh, a little part of my story um, that will, I think will better uh, explain to you where I'm coming from. Um, so when I first became a believer, I was 18, about to graduate high school. And um, I was actually about to move up to Michigan uh, to just work and start over completely. Um, I, I was an atheist. I wanted nothing to do with religion. Uh, but one night, uh, the Lord just kind of showed up uh, in my room. Um, and he showed me my life and uh, the, the, the world kind of came crashing down around me and, and he asked me to, to give him everything. And, and I said, okay, Lord, if you can, if you can make something out of this mess that I have, it's yours. And in the moment that felt like a really beautiful act of surrender. But over the coming months, I realized how hard it was for me to keep up that commitment. After a couple of months, I, I looked at my own life and, and I realized that I was what I would call a fragmented person. I want you to remember that, a fragmented person. Um, and what I mean by that is when I looked at the different areas of my life, there were, there were a whole bunch of different people that I was being. When I was with my family, I was one way. When I was with one group of friends, I was a certain way in a totally different way with another group of friends. When I was with girls, I, I was a very different way. And in looking at how I'm called to be as a believer, I realized there were areas here that the Lord hadn't touched at all, that, that he, he was no part of whatsoever. And if I'm terribly honest with you, when I look at my life now, I see that exact same pattern. Even now, having been a believer for several, several years, when I'm at work and at the church and worshiping, I'm one way. When I'm at home with Carol and the cats, I, I am kind of the best and worst of myself. And, and when I'm with one group of friends, we talk about theology and philosophy and encourage one another. But when I'm with another group of friends, I actually avoid talking about those things because I don't want to make people upset. Uh, when I play video games, it's often like I'm not a Christian at all. Um, and so when, when I look at myself and I see this picture of being a fragmented person, there are a couple things that makes it really hard to be that way. The first is there's a sense of fear that comes with that. Um, a fear of being discovered. And if you're like me and you're kind of fragmented, you know what I'm talking about and that there's certain areas that you, you're afraid of people from other areas discovering because of what they might think of you. Now, I want to be clear here. I don't have any grievous sin that I'm hiding from anyone, but there, there's a fear of what if my Christian friends knew that I avoided this in talking uh, with some of my other friends. The other thing is there's this identity crisis that happens. And for me, it's been hard because I'll look at, you know, which one of these is the real chase? Is it, is it the Christian chase that's with his wife and his family? Uh, or is it the maybe not so much that way chase that's with this group of friends or when he plays video games or something like that? Um, and 
uh, scripture would call this fragmented way of living lukewarm. And scripture has some pretty harsh language for people who are lukewarm. Uh, it says that, that God spits lukewarm water out of his mouth, um, almost a disgust for that way of being. And so I, I share this not so that you feel bad if you're fragmented. I think everyone's probably fragmented in some way. Um, but so that you know that, that I'm talking about myself when, when, when I'm going to ask you something really hard in a couple of minutes. Um, to talk about this, uh, what is next after uh, Jesus' resurrection and ascension, I actually need to go back to when Jesus was alive. And our passage is going to be out of John 16, 24 through most of 26. And it says this, it says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the world yet forfeit their soul? Um, if you look at the life of the disciples immediately after Jesus ascends, something really unexplainable happens. Um, Jesus tells them, if you're following me, you need to be willing to, to, to pick up your cross, which means laying down your life. Um, and nearly every single one of the disciples lost their life for their faith. Um, I'm not asking you to consider martyrdom. Um, fortunately, we live in a, in a time and in, in place in the world where, for the most part, martyrdom isn't really a, a consistent threat for us. I don't wake up every day worried for my life for my faith, but in, but in our context, this picking up of a cross still means laying down our life. Um, since I've grown up in church and have been a believer for a little while, I have been asked the question, what are you willing to give over and over and over again? And I've asked some of you that question, and I wasn't supposed to give um, this talk um, because of county shutdowns and stuff. Uh, some people weren't able to come in, but I'm glad I was because this was terribly convicting for me. Um, and that question of what are you willing to give, I, I don't think that's a good question. Um, because what it implies is I have some closets that I'm okay with God going into and seeing my stuff, but there are some closets that I, I won't let him go into for whatever reason. Um, and I think the better question is, have you given him everything? Um, and so the immediate response that the disciples had to what Jesus had done was to give him everything. They gave their lives, I mean, to the point of dying for it. And again, please hear, I'm not asking you to consider martyrdom. Um, but when you look at your life, what do you see? Do you see a life that, that I, like, like I see when I look at mine right now, that's terribly fragmented and there are entire groups of people and relationships that I have, for whatever reason, refused to let God touch? Um, if that's the case, then like me, you may have not given him everything. Um, and so, so this, this passage has been convicting to me and caused me to take a really difficult look at my own life and how have I actually surrendered to Jesus? Have I just surrendered to the point where it benefits me because I get to work in the church and I have friends that it's fun to be a Christian around? Or am I only allowing God to, to touch my life until it's inconvenient for me and what I want to do? Um, and so I don't have a terribly encouraging, up uplifting note to end this on. I, I, I don't want this to be necessarily encouraging as much as it is challenging. And so in your groups tonight, I want you to talk about, are you a fragmented person? Um, are you consistent in, in, in being his disciple in every aspect of your life? And if not, why is that? 
Um, and more than anything else, ask yourself the question, have I given him everything? Because in reflecting on my own life, I've realized that I haven't. Okay, so I'm gonna pray uh, and we're gonna go to groups. Um, Father, thank you for your word. Um, and thank you for difficult truths from your word. Um, thank you that it is, though it is a painful thing to take a look at our hearts and realize they might not be where we think it is, um, that it is good to do that. And, the, and that the, the, the pain that comes from realizing we may have not given you everything is a good thing because it allow us to, to, allows us to better uh, realign our, our hearts to yours uh, and be in a better relationship with you. Um, I pray for honesty for these groups that, that we wouldn't feel like in our groups there are, are closets that we can't even let other people into. Uh, but I pray in these groups relationships would build where um, th there are no secrets and, and people know our hearts and our sin and can speak into it and hold us accountable. Um, and we pray that, 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 that this exercise of asking difficult questions would ultimately be glorifying to you. Um, we pray this in your name. Amen.